everybody, and welcome to Into the Snowdown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and on the Galaxy Geeks podcast feed. If you like what we talk about here on this show right now, please give this video a like. We'd love to see those thumbs up. And if you also want to see more of the videos like this and the reaction videos and anything else, subscribe to the channel. Also, if you like us on the podcast feed, please give us a five-star review. We want to get those reviews. And comment on this video right now about your thoughts on what we're talking about because we talk about a lot of things. Also, you can follow us. You can follow us, the Galaxy Geeks, at Galaxy Geeks One on Twitter and on Instagram at Galaxy Geeks EL, where you can see all the posters, the player cards, or anything like that. If you want to see those beautiful images that Luke makes, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is Galaxy Geeks One. Instagram is Galaxy Geeks EL. And speaking of Luke, let me introduce my co-host, the Great Hancock, to my Jay Washington. He is Luke Stutter. Luke, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. So, how are you liking the new artwork that I've been working on? Oh man, I love that poster, that Scott Pilgrim poster that you posted. <laughs> I've been having a lot of fun with those posters, honestly. I mean, we got a personal message from Robert Parker himself saying that he loved it. So, I feel like we're on, we're we're going into the positive when it comes to that stuff. Well, I'm loving the reaction everyone is getting. I love the fact that everyone wants to comment and like it. And it makes us feel a part of the Schmodown galaxy, basically. Yeah, we've been a part of this galaxy for a long time, just as viewers. But now that we're actually, it feels like we're actually contributing something to the galaxy. We're getting our own little um, solar system. Yes. I Honestly, I'm loving it. Yeah, this has been so much fun. And again, to all the people who like all the posters that luke makes thank you so much he's he's still shocked that you guys like it so <laughs> if you have to constantly comment or respond to the tweets that he puts out saying luke this is amazing keep making them and also thank you all so much to all the viewers that i have gotten recently for the reaction videos thank you so much all i mean one thing that was interesting was when I first tweeted out the Ace and Thomas match, Thomas um, liked it, and I think he might have retweeted it. I'm not for sure. But also when I released the Paul Preston JTE one, JTE, I think, retweeted it. And that's amazing. Yes. Like two. No, he liked it. He just liked oh, it. Oh, yeah. He liked it. Hey, it's okay. Like seeing them both liking like videos that I made for their matches, It's it's it was great for me. And it was fun to play along and like test my abilities i will say spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the paul press and jte match no wait it wasn't that one the other one is the spoiler for my recording of the john roca ben bateman match which as i said in the jte paul press match that will be going up live when that match actually goes up to the general public well something that was interesting the other day was Ben Bateman liked the picture I ma made of him for like the Titan picture. Yeah. But what's funny was a while after, sometime in the afternoon, he retweets it. I'm like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have been retweeting that one in particular. Like someone quote tweeted it and saying, this is beep. 
awesome. So see, I'm centering myself. They centered themselves as well when they um, retweeted it, but still like everyone was loving your clash of the Titans poster. Cause uh, that's what it was. It honestly, was that I match was a clash of the Titans. I had so much fun yeah, making that, that photo. You have no idea. I remember when you showed me the first draft, I was like, hey, that looks good, but the hat is white. <laughs> that's I that's the only so. negative. That's my only note. Yeah, yeah. But so, anyway, that was, the, section. that was the early banter, and let's get into the first topic of our show that we do every single week. It is Rookie of the Week. Luke, who have we decided is our Rookie of the Week? Our Rookie of the Week is Doug Benson. Yes, Doug Benson. He will be having his first match this week in the movie trivia showdown. I could have considered having his opponent be rookie of the week, but then I looked back and I saw, oh, we already covered Chris Van Fleet because I'm a wrestling <laughs> fan. And of course, I'm going to cover people who are related to wrestling early on. But anyway, Doug Benson is actually a very, very, very famous person. He's a famous comedian. He's done a lot of stand up routines and he's been on many comedy panel shows he's even appeared in the comedy movie super high me which is a sort of parody title on supersize me where it's all about like getting high i think i think i haven't seen the movie super high me so if that's wrong mr benson i apologize but yeah he's a he's a comedian he's a cannabis activist and to show his movie knowledge he hosted he hosts a podcast called Doug Loves Movies. So and he's been hosting it ever since 2006. So if he really loves movies, I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to offer. Well, I'm excited to see his match. New rookies are always interesting, especially celebrities, because they could either be really good competitors or not so great. We look at Jericho, who I felt was a good competitor, but has not been the best. But then you have Kevin Smith, who, wow. He's I mean, been Kevin, so impressive. Kevin Smith, in my mind, could be, he's like, okay, the his current run right now, it's like comedy Dan Merle. Because Dan Merle, like, when yeah. you see his run, Dan was very serious. He made sure he was playing the game exactly the way he wanted. But then you see Kevin Smith, He's going on a very dominant run, just like Dan Merle. However, he's having fun as he's doing it. Yes. So we'll see what happens with Doug Benson. I'm rooting for him because I hope he does well. But we'll see what happens. So yeah. let's move on to our next section. Our next section, we have Player of the Week, which when we were, you and I were discussing this, we had a few names that we threw out. Like one of the Ooh. names that we threw out was Thomas Harper. Another name that we threw out was Robert Parker. Like we all, we threw out all the big names, but ultimately what it came down to is this player in particular. If you have the graphic up, just tell me that you already yep. have it up. I've got so, it. So yeah, this is, this is who we believe is player of the week. Ben Bateman, he played an amazing game. He didn't, yes. he, he went near perfect. I think he only missed one question, or like other than five. other than sudden death, he only missed his five pointer. That's it, and that's so, yeah, pretty impressive. That is very. That's an amazing game, and he just got one extra question over Roca. That's all that yeah, it was. So let's, we'll dive more into this once we cover the match. But yeah, we shout out Ben Bateman because honestly, he played a great match. 
and we'll he go took down a titan bit, but yes he took down a titan and i can't wait till till his next match yeah that he was in he played amazing and now we're gonna go to our next segment which was manager of the week this one was less of a struggle because yes. we chose john kaiser john kaiser i felt he john had, kaiser did very well I, yeah he i was leaning towards also i was leaning towards finstock if if fin or if roca had won his match it would have been finstock i would have agreed but with you john kaiser did amazing this past week yeah because he had the robert chance match which robert not missing a single question going perfect almost perfect because he never got to have his five pointer right um and then you see ben bait him managing ben bateman to a victory which can i just say all the stuff that kaiser's doing in between the actual rounds i was giggling a little bit throughout throughout it because when he was doing like oh i'm john finstock oh i'm this person i'm this person i was like wow this is okay all right okay kaiser you got you got the funny bone i i'm enjoying this <laughs> well i felt kaiser did great as a manager he kept his players in the game he kept his cool and honestly i'm seeing a lot of managers and this bothers me from managers recently is they're starting to get to the point where they're bantering more than being there for their competitors. And mm -hmm. that's bothering me a bit. Have you noticed that any year? Yeah, there are sometimes. However, I can I understand like the main criticism that we can have is bantering over trying to get their like focus could be you could look at the Paul Preston JTE match where it's just banter and not really focused stuff. However, yeah. I for that part, I blame Paul because he was the one that was leaning into it while Kate was trying to get him to focus up. Yeah, and I think that hurts the competitors in the long run. Mm-hmm. And what but it's like, but like, but like, I love Paul, so I. It's hard hard for me to blame Paul Preston for that because I thought it was really funny and I was laughing my butt yes. off while that was well, all happening. Well, something to. I will say, and I'm curious to see how it, how it moves over into the studio once we get into the studio. But you're going to see the wrestling has slowly been. We have lost a lot of the wrestling, and I realized that during the Ben Bateman Roca promo with all the wrestling stuff they did and everything they did in the past few years. So I do miss that. But I didn't realize how much of a sport this really has become. And so it's going to be a difficult transition moving back into more of a wrestling feeling. Yeah, and I'm very much looking forward to that transition back because as, as you know, as a big wrestling fan, the big wrestling fan that I am, that was one of my favorite aspects that they were doing. And for the, we're, we'll just go into it now. Because it's match of the week, it's John yeah. Roca versus Ben Bateman, and Kaiser sort of goes into that as well. When you look, watch the promo, you are invested. In my opinion, this has been Nerd Chronic's best promo so far. Yes, I will agree. But there was more history for him to pull. Exactly. That's why I was thinking it's his best promo. And then, like throughout, if you watch, if you watch the post-match interview, um, Bateman was saying that he was trying to find the right moment to put his jabs in he just couldn't, he couldn't find it. it yeah he couldn't find a good moment 
and that's because both men were focused. John Roker was focused. Ben Bateman was focused. But ultimately, and it was just a few questions that Ben was able to get over John Roca. And John Roca, I mean, he played just as as much great of a game as he Ben did. Yes. Well, I'll say this about this match. I felt Ben played better without the jabs. Yeah. I think the jabs actually hurt Ben more than help them help him. And I think Roca played better with a soft mic. Yes. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Roca to me played great. And mm-hmm. I want to shout out Roca anytime. I worry for Roca because my fear is Roca's going to retire. And I don't want to see Roca retire because he's actually getting much better. I mean, he's I don't, much better. I don't see Roca retiring anytime soon. I feel like the one thing that will force Roca to retire is if someone says, hey, we need you to retire. Or like, well, you, like something like that. In the post, you did listen to him in the post-match interview. He kind of sounded like that one hurt him. That one hurt him really badly well, because of reason, how well he did and still lost. The reason why I think it hurt him was because there were a lot of fans that that are calling Roka washed up, that are like, like very against Roka and everything that he's been doing as a player. And... I think that's why it hurts him a little bit because it's like, it's not, it's one of those things where it's like, I couldn't prove the fans wrong in this instant. And I wanted to prove the fans wrong. And to me, when I watched this match, Roka proved the fans wrong. Cause ever, again, there have been a lot of people that I've seen that, that have considered John Roka as washed up this match. He is not washed up. He is ready to fight. I cannot wait to see Finstock or I give him every single name he's ever gone by at this point. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Dagnino putting Roca into the tournament because I can yes. see Roca making a run in the tournament. Well, to me, Roca this season is actually playing better. I was afraid his character work was going to get in the way of his play, but if you'll notice, he's not actually doing as much character work as he was originally. Because I feel like he is so much more focused on the team than he ever has before. And the Finsock Exchange feels like a family more and more every time we see them play. And so I feel Roka needs to stick around and he will get better because he is. He's playing much better. He missed two questions. And that's no three questions. Three yeah. questions. Two in the two in overtime, but that was I mean that's overtime. and the five pointer. Yes. The five pointer was a tough question. You say that, but I was able to get it. Really? Yeah, that because that was a movie I saw like because during I can't remember, but when I was in high school, during Saturday and Sunday, Fox like the Fox would um play a movie during like the afternoon hours and that was a movie that came on and for some reason that was a movie that stuck with me so i always remember like oh annapolis a boxing movie huh see i'd never seen the movie so that was why I've, you know yeah i i, I always i always look at, at at annapolis as a sports movie because boxing is like a major theme or major presence in that movie hmm well i know 
been i was listening to the action guys last night shout out to the action guys because that's such a good show mm-hmm. i think they were both completely drunk by the end of the show but <laughs> <laughs> it was bateman's birthday so i don't blame them at i all. mean that's fair but they brought up the fact bateman would have got the five if he had been given roca's question and that's the thing so, roca said that he would have gotten ben's five yes it's so it's one of those things like fives. if if they would have been swapped if the fives would have been swapped this would have been even like we would have gone to sudden death anyway if the fives were swapped would you say martial arts might be one of the hardest newer categories yes because i didn't even know like roca made the joke of oh who doesn't know hard talk hard talk target i was like i don't know hard target i've never seen the movie well, I struggle because I did not watch many martial arts movies, and mm-hmm. Roka did. Roka is a very much a martial arts movie person, plus he's a cowboy person, samurai person, so it makes sense. But I think that's a hard con- category to really yeah. work with. And I'm, and like Kaiser said, that he's going to put Bateman to the task. Like they're going to work on martial arts movies, they're going to make they sure got that. To. They're gonna it's make sure by yeah. They're gonna make sure by Ethan Irwin by his match with Ethan Irwin, he is a master of the martial arts. Well, which... that was actually a fault that they sh- Bateman should have studied martial arts more after his last match. Yeah, because he had time. I mean, that's he his had a fault. Lot of time. He had time. He knew what he he did not know, and he didn't study it from the. Because the last time they got martial arts was when they went ag- went up against Rushmore. So from yes. Danger Zone Rushmore to this match, that he could have worked on martial arts, which doesn't yes. seem like a lot of time, but it is a lot of time because it was like mid-May when that match happened. I mean, it's it's difficult to say what we would be, do in that situation because we're yeah. not them. Yeah, and but... also I probably wouldn't be in the singles division. No, but I was impressed with Bateman in this match. Bateman, to me, plays better when he's not a, not a jerk. And again, like, he also said, and to anyone out there that doesn't, like, keep any, have any respect for Roka after that match, shame on you, because Roka deserves yes. all the respect in the world, especially after this match. Same yes, for Ben. I want to see Roka, I, I want to see Roka stomp whoever his next next competitor is. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's funny because I look back at early on in the season and Roka beat Liz Shannon Miller and Bateman beat Riley. And so I'm thinking about it. I'm like, if Riley and Liz Shannon Miller would have won, we'd be talking about them right now. Yes. It's so weird looking at like how things could change. Yes. And think of think of christian trying to keep it all in his head mm-hmm. imagine just imagine if this would have been liz shannon miller versus mark riley and we're talking and we were talking about mark riley winning that'd been interesting to say the least that would have been the biggest like oh my god ever but that was john roke and ben bateman do you have any additional thoughts on this match honestly roke played amazing I want to see more of Roka in the future. I really hope he does not retire because I feel like he's actually in his prime, not washed up. And, you know, sadly, I think it did get in his head a bit, but normally he comes back after a bad loss. 
but he played great. I mean, he played perfect the whole game until his five. I mean, you can't get better than that. Yeah. And the so, only the only time you can get better is if you get your five, but that's it. Right. That's tough. The fives yeah. are getting tougher and tougher every match. Yeah. I just feel it, Roka. The fact that Ben could not throw any jabs at Roka, and I think Roka would have done better if he had thrown some jabs at him. Wait, Saying if you that, saw if you saw jo- Roka's jabs, it was him leaning back in his chair, putting the hat over his head. Yes, and so Bateman, I don't think could have gotten his head in this game. But all right, let's move on to the, the next section of our show. Yes, we're in the news section because there were big news coming out of the free agency. There were two major news items. Because Roxy and the Stars had an open spot, they needed to fill it. So, and it's one of those things like, do you call up people from FCL or do you try to make a trade? What do you try to do? Well, she decided to pull someone up from FCL. And she pulled up the spoiler, Nick Harley. Who is Nick Harley? He is... In FCL, the number one ranked competitor. In fact, though he got called up, he's still going to be playing for the FCL championship. So, Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Brad Gilmore still said that he's going to be fighting for the title. So, who knows? Maybe by the time he has his first match in the Schmodown, he'll be carrying the FCL championship with him. Hmm. Honestly, that's great. Yeah, that was a big pickup. Again, Having the number one ranked competitor in FCL joining your faction, that's, I mean, what can you say? Well, I mean, here's the honest truth for me and you is we have got to watch some more FCL. Yes. I am so behind on FCL. I, funny. I have seen the first episode and that is all. And I it's struggle just because with Twitch. It's, I struggle it's, with Twitch. Yeah. It's also just one of those things where it's like you don't have enough time, so... There's so many Smodown matches, it's so hard to yeah. to watch all those plus FCL. Yeah. And Nick Harley, I'm assuming, if, you're, if he's ranked number one and he's fighting for the title, the FCL title, he's got to be a great competitor. Oh, yeah. I'm excited but, to see what they do with him. Here's my question. Do you use him as a teammate for Schneider? Or do you keep... Janine. I think with this, you keep Janine and Schneider together, and you put Nick with Jacoby. That, yeah, I don't disagree with. It's you, unfortunate. But that does make me a bit sad. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we're getting that. That's probably going to happen. Which again, I could just message Jacoby and be like, "Hey, any inside baseball plans that I can <laughs> reveal on the show?" And he'll say no. But anyway, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I think that's what's going to happen. And it's unfortunate that we only got to see Blackjack once, but we still are going to get a version of the Odd Couple, probably called the Odd-er Couple. I've been seeing that (laughs) go around a lot. But anyway, the next major thing that happened during the free agency, Kate Mulligan and The Den have dropped one of their competitors. That's right, everybody. David Del Rio has been dropped from The Den. It is unknown why, but you and I I, have both... I'm assuming actor scheduling yeah. he's very busy i think he might be on a movie right now so i don't blame it but also i was a little shocked because he hasn't played this season and he's actually yeah. a very good intergeekdom player yeah that's that's the only thing he hasn't played this season so we didn't know what was going to happen however though she dropped 
David Del Rio, she has picked up someone from FCL. They have picked up Ross from nowhere. Now, his ranking, I do not know. However, hearing <laughs> his name, Ross from nowhere, I feel like he's going to be a great pick for the Den. I think he's from nowhere. Yeah, I think he's from nowhere. I think he's from and it's And it's spelt the way it's supposed to be spelt. Not like the celestial head nowhere from Guardian to the Galaxy. It's regular nowhere. <laughs> so, wow. any any particular thoughts on Ross from nowhere? Or are you just in the dark and need to watch FCL? I need to watch FCL. Alright. <laughs> I think, honestly, what I'm waiting to see is what the dungeon does with Jericho. You're so hung up on Jericho and the dungeon. Well, it's a major story point. I mean, well, does... Also, did, did the dungeon waste picking Jericho? That's the question. I mean, that is a good question. He hasn't been playing any recently, but he's been busy with AEW. But re but right. if you've been watching AEW, he currently has an um, arm injury. He has a cast on, so that may take him mm. away from AEW to maybe do some Smowdown matches. Who knows? I don't know. With how busy he is, he could be doing something else. Who knows? Who knows? But that's all for the news and the free agency portion. Next week, we'll talk about the final happenings of free agency because as of right now, they're still in the middle of it and no one else has done anything. <laughs> Right. Because Finstock, as of recording, is currently doing, are currently in the pool. The next, I believe, is going to be Quirky Mercs and then the dungeon. And then we'll be done. Let's see. I'm going to double check Twitter real quick. Just make double sure checking, no updates. Double checking. And you're going to have to look on Christian Harloff's um, Twitter feed, not the Schmodown. Right. Oh, um, I, I do want to shout out something just because I saw it and this makes, this looks amazing. Um, Brian Ward just posted a picture of Smets as the Hulk. Ooh. And wow. He is going to impressive. smash that cancer. Which, everybody, um, send out, if you're, if you're people who pray, for all the people that do pray, and if you don't, that's alright by me. Pray for Kevin Smets. His surgery is this week. After this, he'll be cancer-free. So... Send your thoughts and prayers to Kevin Smets. Yes, Kevin is the absolute best. And yes. honestly, I, I thank the world of Kevin Smets. He has been great to us. He has really treated us very well. Yes. So, um, any updates? Um, no, I didn't really see anything, so I think All we're right. still good. So moving on to the next segment, one of my favorite parts, which Luke won predictions last week. <laughs> so the current standing... Is I have eleven, Luke has ten. So he's getting up there. We're almost tied. It'll be the I'm first time in a while. I'm but now for predictions. The first match that we have on the docket coming up this Friday this Wednesday. I don't know why I almost or said Friday. Today. Or today, Thanks if you're today. if you are a patron, ten dollar patron, you got the match early, you have it today. If you're not, you're gonna so get please. it Wednesday. So please, everyone, get be part of the $10 Patreon. I want to shout that out always. Yep. We have Zach Burkett, 1-0, representing the Stars, versus Gold Leader, 2-0, one knockout, representing Finstock Exchange. Luke, who do you have and why? I'm going with Gold Leader. 
just because Ooh. he's a great competitor. He's really been doing great. And it's really hard to go against Finstock at the moment. It really is. He loses not that much recently. And so I'm going to have to go with Gold Leader. I'm going to have to go with Zach Burkett because mm. the Stars have, again, they have the former Star Wars champion, Zach and Alex literally live in the same city so they can actually meet up with each other and study and do the flashcard sessions if they need to. So I think Zach and Alex have been working very hard to make sure that the Star Wars belt comes back to Atlanta, even if it's not around Alex's waist. So in my opinion, I think Zach's going to pull out the win and he's going to be the first one to take down the gold leader. Hmm. All right, that should be an interesting one. Next, yeah. we've got Clee Wiggins from Corruption versus Sabrina Ramirez from Quirky Marks. Who you got? Both are zero and one. I mm, okay. So hmm, it's very difficult because I'll be honest. Last season when they debuted, it was one of those weird seasons for me of paying attention but not paying attention, but paying attention but not paying attention. For their matches, I really wasn't paying attention for when they debuted. However, I, based off of, I'm, I'm just going to base it off of who I know the most. I'm going to give it to Sabrina because her, like, she's with the Quirky Mercs now. She's been working really, I feel like she's been working really hard with them. And plus, you have Bibiani and Brennan, Bibiani and Brendan K. Meyer helping you study. I feel like, and you have Kevin Smith. Well, Kevin Smith is busy with Master of the Universe right now. But right. um, you have, like, those three major powerhouses probably helping you study. I mean, how can you not get a victory? So I'm going with Sabrina. I agree with you. I think it will be Sabrina. Sabrina came off a loss last year. She was very hyped up, very hyped up, overhyped. They they did her no service by overhyping her last season. Yeah, that and was... so they shouldn't have put her in the tournament either. That was That was dumb. Because you really got to remember, she was bad. in, she was in the Finstock Exchange, so they were yes. um, hyping her up. Again, I agree. I think they were over hyping her up. I think, and like, I'm not one of those people that was like dogging on her, saying that she's no, not going to no. do great. I was, I was actually hoping that she was going to do fantastic and be like, "Come on, let's yes. do it, Sabrina." But then when she didn't win, I was like, "Ah, uh, yeah," and like everyone doing all that backlash towards her, I was like, "It's sort of." The Smowdown's fault her for fault. this. Yeah, they, they like people her were, so yeah, much. People were blaming her and getting mad at her. It's like, is that her fault that she didn't perform to the way we all thought she was? It was the Smowdown's fault for hyping her up. And look, we're allowed to criticize the Smowdown on here because that's our that's our job for the show. <laughs> we are we we analyze everything. And when you look at last season and how they handled her, it was their fault. For over, yes. like for hyping her up to be like an unbeatable monster, right? So, yeah. in saying that, I think she's going to do much better because when she's talked about the quirky marks, she's talked about how it's more of a family. Yeah, Finsock Exchange last year was not a good faction to be on. How it sounds from everyone who was on it, no one was having fun. They were so focused on championships that they lost the fun of the game in a lot of ways. And so, honestly, Sabrina is on a much better faction this year. And saying that, I'm not saying Finstock Exchange is like that this year. It sounds like they've yeah. changed completely. And so, in saying that, well, I'm going with Sabrina. Let's let's yeah. move forward. And and I'm not saying that Klee isn't going to have a great showing either. We're just, from 
our eyes from what we know we think Sabrina may get the better showing. Anyway, up next on the docket, um, debuting on Friday is the debuting Doug Benson from representing Usual Suspect versus Chris Van Fleet representing the Dungeon. Luke, who do you have and why? Uh, this one's hard. I think, and normally I actually go with the celebrity, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Chris Van Fleet just due to the fact of he's on the Dungeon. The Dungeon's on a really good winning streak. I really don't know much on Doug Benson other than he's a comedian, so that can mean anything, especially with movie knowledge. So I'm going to probably go with Chris Van Fleet. For me, I'm going to go with Doug Benson because, based on, again, based off of the research that I did on him, though he is a comedian, he had his own podcast where he was talking about movies. So if you're not passionate about movies, to have your own podcast about movies, then I don't know why you have a podcast about movies. But he seemed like he, it seems like he may know his stuff, so I'm choosing Doug Benson. Also, the usual suspects have Ethan Irwin in their corner. And Drew McQueen. Anyone else this season? Well, look, look. I'm trying to look positively over here. Anyway, finally, we get the pay per view. We thought that this past pay per view was going to be Smodown Throwdown. It was actually Smodown Versus. So we're actually at Smodown Versus. So for the undercard of the pay per view, you're going to no, have to. Th- uh, this is Throwdown. This is not Versus. I know. That's what I said. I no, said no. I said oh, last week I thought I was it was going to be Throwdown, but it was Smodown versus. So this week the actual Smodown Throwdown. Okay. So, okay. so the undercard, Luke, are you ready to struggle? Um, you have Thomas Harper three and O representing the Den versus the winner of Briquette and Gold Leader for the finals of the tournament. Who do you have and why? Because you have Thomas Harper going up against Gold Leader. Who do you have and why? Thomas Harper in a heartbeat. <laughs> Tom, Thomas Harper is awesome. He's yeah. been he's he's treated us great. I mean, honestly, he has been. I, I think he watches yeah. our show. If he does, honestly, Tom, Thomas Harper, you are great. I think you're a good person, and you know your stuff. You're one of my favorite people to watch. So, I'm going Thomas Harper. Hey, dudes, dude knows the Star Wars. He's Moving up quick. I mean, the way he played against Ace was great, and that was a bad game for him. Yeah. I mean, he though he didn't go perfect, but, I mean, we knew he wasn't going to go perfect in one of his matches. Right. I mean, but, I have, I have, I also have Thomas Harper winning, even though I have him going up against Zach Burkett. I have Thomas Harper winning for basically the same reasons. He's proven himself to be a formidable player in the Star Wars division, he is honestly one of the players that I can see pushing whoever's going to be the champion by the time he gets his title match, whether that be Andrew DeMolanta or Kelly, I can see him pushing them to the furthest, pushing them oh, really yes. far. So I see Thomas Harper winning. Now we get to the yes. main event, which I have been very vocal on who I think is going to win this match. Actually, well, this one is the undercard. The other one was the main event. I feel like this is the main event. No, no, this is a three three round. The other one is a five round. I consider this the main event. Look, the other one can be considered the main event. This is my main event. It, You're just an Arrogantum fan. That's why. I know, but at the same time, this match is a main event level event match. I'm not going to disagree with you, but it's Chandra Donpani, six and three, three knockouts, representing 
swag. I almost said flag, but it's representing swag versus Robert Parker. Four and one, one knockout, representing the dungeon. It is the inner geekdom number one contendership match. Again, I consider this a main event. So, Luke, who do you have winning the and becoming the number one contender against Mike Kalinowski? Huh, this is hard. This is really hard. It's not hard for Decision. me. So, I'll, do you want me to go first I, since it's not hard for well, me? Well, I know who you're going for. Yeah. I mean, I am going to go with Robert Parker. I mean, Robert Parker is, for one, great. I mean, I've loved everything he's done, and he's just, he's a good person in general. But his gameplay right now, he's not missing, he's playing perfect. I would be the only reason why I'm very hesitant on this match is due to the fact that Chandra has not played, but he's coming off of a loss and he's hungry, he's angry. I don't know if he'll be able to get under Parker's skin. That's the question. See, I also have Parker winning because, again, he's been playing perfect. Chandra is someone that likes to run his mouth, and again, you're right, he likes to get under people's skin. Robert. You cannot get under his skin. I have seen him play in the online trivia leagues for years. I have seen people with the exact same attitude as Chandru trying to get under Robert's skin. No one has been able to do it. When Robert is focused, he is focused. You cannot break it. So Robert is going to win this match. I'm sorry, Chandru, and I'm sorry, Swag. I love Swag so much, but Chandru is losing this match. Robert is going to pick up the win, and he's going up against Mike for the belt. Now, I'm saying this right now because I don't know. I think the winner is playing Mike at Schmodown Collision. I think it's at Collision. Okay, because we got Demolanta and Laura Kelly for Collision. The winner of this will get Mike at Collision. The winner of Irwin versus Bateman will get Merle at Collision. Um... The team, the team division is the only one that I think that won't have a match at Collision as of right now. As of right now. Yeah. Anyway. I say that, I think. I well, think I say that because, time. no, the the title, the team title match is at the end of this month. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, it's at, yeah, it's on the 25th. Hence why I'm like, oh, the team division doesn't have a title match set up yet, or even, like, contender yet. But anyway, those are our predictions. Um, Luke has Gold Leader, R- Ramirez, Van Fleet, Harper, and Parker. I have Burkett, Ramirez, Benson, Harper, Parker. Let's see who's going to win this week. If Luke wins this week, we officially tie. <laughs> I'm excited for that. It'll be the first time in a while that we tied, but we'll see. But now, now that we're out of predictions, we can go into the final part of our show which is the recap we're gonna do quick recaps on all the matches that happened this year or this month this week what this week, what is wrong with it me felt like a month with hey these matches felt like a month yeah there were so many great wow. matches so the first match we had thomas harper beating ace cabrera ace's first loss since um alex damon but Tournament. it went in yes no no his first loss since he lost to damon yep yep damon yep and this went into sudden death, which yes, of course it did. Yeah, Ace pushed Thomas, Thomas Harper. Well, here's the thing: Thomas losing that first point at the very beginning, real. I think it shook him a little, 
Just oh, a bit, I, not too much though. I thought after that Thomas had it lost. Yeah, me too, sadly. Just because you lose a question in Star Wars, it's hard to come back. Yeah, but then he was able to refocus himself. Yes. And, and that, that turned that's out that's great what was great. Him. Yeah. So Thomas Harper was able to get the victory in overtime and it was a great match. Ace put put up one heck of a fight and I cannot wait to see what happens in the next Star Wars tournament and the following matches in the Star Wars division. Next up, right. we have Robert Parker beating Chance Ellison and Robert went perfect. Chance couldn't get his five-pointer. That's that's what right. it was. I mean, I'm not shocked by that. I mean, I'm there's really nothing not. else. There's nothing else to say about it. Yeah. I got upset at some of the questions. I look when I was recording the reaction to this, I was very focused on trying to answer the questions. I wasn't as entertaining as I was for the um, Harper Ace match because I was like, I have to answer these questions correctly, and I missed some of them, and I got very upset that I missed some of them. But I mean, Robert didn't miss, and Us that having- showed you. Honestly, us having a reaction show actually helps us during this section because mm-hmm. we don't have to go as in-depth because you've already done it on, on your reaction. Yeah. Speaking of, if everyone can, go watch the reactions because they've honestly been really good. It's fun listening to Eli try to keep up with the other competitors. So that's been fun. <laughs> I was able to keep Listen. up with JTE and Paul Preston a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Anyway, they're they're good matches. They're fun to watch. If y'all can share, like, comment those, but also share, like, and comment this video because we're still yeah. trying to grow the main videos. We're still yeah. trying to do that. This is our Avengers video. Like you know how Luke is doing his Iron Man stuff with the pictures. I'm doing my Captain America stuff with the reactions. This is when the Avengers come together. Will we have a civil war. Who knows? Anyway, um, next up was JTE versus Paul Preston. Again, it came down Ooh. to the last question. That was a tough match. I watched if, that one today. Yeah, if wow. Paul would have gotten the last question, he would have won. Yes. I I hate that he lost. I really do. Yeah. Because for some reason, JT gets under my skin. He I does. This match made me respect him a little bit more as a player, and I don't oh, know why. Oh, I respect why. him. I respect I, him like crazy. Just like I don't know why it was this match in particular that made me go, "Oh, JTE is one of the best competitors." But I will say, I love the Finsock JTE bromance. Yes, because it really is a bromance. Can I also just say, Gucci, keep her shirt on, please. <laughs> Put like her shirt on. I know, but throughout this match, whenever he came up, I was like. Please put a shirt on. Please put a shirt on. Even if it's Gucci made, put a shirt on. <laughs> so yeah, it was. This was a fun match to watch. And sucked for Paul. He made the joke that he wouldn't be appearing until another two years. But again, like we're almost to the singles tournament season. He's gonna be in that tournament. I know for a fact he's gonna be in it. He'll be in team tournament for sure too. Yeah, I, he's gonna be in the team tournament, and I know he's gonna be in the singles tournament. There's no way he's not. Right. Yeah. And now we get to the Smodown versus pay-per-view. Man, Ethan Irwin versus Paul Yama. Ethan winning. Ooh. I was I was a little hurt because I wanted Paul to win, but that second round really hurt Paul because yeah. because he wasn't he confident. Should not have, he should well that's why I say Winston should have stopped. 
Paul from doing release dates. He should have well, been like, you know, let's Paul, not go this route. Paul knew some of the answers. Like the 1983 one, he knew it. He just right. wasn't confident in saying it. And I think if he if was he, confident, he would have... We would be talking about... We would be in a tied game situation. Well, here's the thing. If you are not Ben Bateman or Scott Mance, do not go movie release dates. Hey, I knew the 1983 question. Yes, but no competitor is comfortable in that round like you would other slices. Touche. But Paul played a I mean, great game. Ethan played a fantastic game. Like, this this was easily a close one. This could have... Again, this match could have gone either way. Let me ask you this. If you had to play either Paul or or Ethan Irwin, who would you play? What if I said I already played Paul? Right, but if you had to, Paul's a different player back than back then too. No, he's pretty. He's pretty much the same. He's still an amazing player. But which one? He was amazing then. He's amazing now. Hey. Um, I would have to say I'd want to go up against Paul again, mainly just because I want a rematch. <laughs> Look, I would want you asked me like. Ethan scares me. Ethan absolutely terrifies me. Because oh, he I know. knows so much. That that I, I he was nervous about the Audrey Hepburn category, and I was like, "Why? You're gonna get it." And then he got all the questions except for one, and I was like, "Why were you nervous about this?" Well, how it sounds not knowing the category very well myself. I was listening to the action guys, and they were talking about basically how the questions he was he was given were were easier. Audrey Hepburn mm -hmm. questions. Yeah, because so, I don't think a lot of people have spun on it. Not, not really. And there's not. She hasn't had that many movies, so you can kind of, if you really put some work on that category, you can get it pretty well. Like I knew the My Fair Lady question, but then again, I knew it because I was in it. Not yeah. the movie. I wasn't in the My Fair Lady movie. I was in a stage version of My Fair Lady. If I was in the movie, then I got a great skincare routine. Also, you wouldn't be in doing this podcast right now. You never know. No, you uh, well, You'd no. be busy with other things. But anyway, I want to mention this one thing. I know we already talked about John Roca versus Ben Bateman extensively. I just want to mention this one thing. I got a perfect round one plus the bonus. <laughs> nice. Well, I got a perfect round one plus the bonus on a movie trivia singles division match. Put me in, coach. <laughs> well... Speaking of that, though, before we in, end our show, I want to first off shout out Taylor Robertson because we always do because yes, she is she is one of our biggest fans. She is she has been our first and biggest fan. Also, I want to shout out Jesse Swift. He's been commenting Jesse. on our videos, and honestly, that's been great. And Jesse, I'm sorry that I didn't find Flickin' Real because. I was trying to find your stuff in a very short amount of time and I just couldn't do the complete research. So I apologize. Well, also just everyone else who has been giving us so much attention, who has been liking our stuff, commenting. Thank you. Honestly, just thank you. You have no idea how good that feels and how much it does encourage us. We want to continue to do more and more and I'm excited to show you the work that I will have in the future. I am so curious what he has worked in his um, 
his little folder of all the posters. I wouldn't be shocked if you have a poster made up for every single winner of a match. You're like, no, no, this person may win, so I gotta make this own separate poster over here. But then, what if their opponent wins? I gotta make this poster. I wish I thought that that much ahead. I am more lazy than you give me credit for. Well, as you can see, I do a lot of um, work with the reactions. So, <laughs> well, I I will normally do a. A poster probably right after a match i just got done watching if i yeah. have the inspiration sometimes not much <laughs> not much but anyway ladies and gentlemen that has been our show i hope that you all enjoyed this for my co-host luke stuttered i have been neil mckeg remember to love each other out there also we'll see you all next time peace see you later, buddy. Thank you.